You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back on the Oz Network to RuPaul's Drag Race season ten, episode number. Somebody speak up and tell me because <laughs> I've lost track. Episode uh, ten. Episode ten. ten. Season ten. Episode ten. Tens across the board. Ah, uh, it's 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 been maybe two weeks since I've been on here. Um. It's been maybe four episodes I've been on the whole season, but uh, <laughs> we have a, a Rossi-free panel here for the first time in Oz Network history on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, lots to talk about in this episode because somebody actually went home, so we're going to have things to talk about this <laughs> week. My name is Colin, and I'm really apprehensive around straight men. <laughs> uh, my name is Brian. I also haven't been here for two weeks, but I'm feeling good as hell. And I'm Kyle, and mother, I am beautiful. <laughs> now, I missed last week's episode, so just quickly fill me in on this whole non-elimination thing, because that's there was a lot of drama with that at the beginning of this yeah. episode. Is this a normal thing for Drag Race to, to do a non-elimination, and is it usually this big of a deal? Because it seemed like, like <laughs> uh, I mean, at least one or two people were really upset about it. But, I mean, it's kind of annoying as a viewer to go through all that and have non-elimination. But, I don't know, people took it really hard this week. Yeah, it feels like it's a, a staple now that at least one time during the season, either there'll be a non-elimination where both queens are saved or it'll be a case of they bring someone back. You tend to get one or the mm. other. And... Yeah, I guess like Rue just is in a position to make that call throughout the season. I don't know if it's planned at the start of the season, which they will do. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is why I think it's funny is like I'm used to watching Survivor where I feel like everything is laid out at the beginning of the season. Yep. There are rules. There are like, <laughs> like there's not one person dictating what they want. It's like Jeff Probst doesn't just decide, you know what, I want Cocker back. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. bring him back. Um Whereas, like, I feel like in RuPaul's Drag Race, whatever Ru wants goes, yes. Like, he's got Cameron Michaels and Eureka on stage. He wants them uh, to stay. They're staying. Yeah. And I guess, like, they have a format, like a TV schedule to meet. So they need a certain number of episodes. And the way that we were progressing, we would have run out of Queens because we've still got to fill another four episodes worth. Um, uh, That was the case um, last week. So... You know, if we had eliminated someone, we'd we'd have no one really left for the finale. So I guess they need to prolong the season somehow. And there have been episodes, <laughs> Colin, where uh, Rue's been like, uh, "You sashay away, also you sashay yeah. away." <laughs> yeah, both of you leave. There's been double <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, yeah I, I guess this has some similarities to like The Apprentice or even Master Chef, like that. That is judge's discretion, but I mean, what people usually forget is exactly he brought up that. You know, they have the set episodes. They have a schedule. They know this is when it's debuting. Mm-hmm. So you know you either have to do multiple people being eliminated or you have to hold back on some. And it probably is, especially in this case, because RuPaul's like completely in charge of this show, not even just as the host or producer. I mean, it is RuPaul's show that it yeah. is completely at you know RuPaul's uh, discretion. But I, I remember last week was Eureka and somebody else. Who was the second one? Cameron Michaels. Yeah, okay. So, I, I'm, between the two of you, do you think that 
you would have rather this week been one where it was non-elimination because I felt it was much tougher to call this week's episode. Last week, the the the, the sing off or lip sync off or whatever you want to call it, it was sort of like they're both yeah. like just okay. This week, I thought like they were both incredible, and this would have almost been more worthy of okay. Well, you're both staying. Yeah, and I guess this is what Aquarius talking about at the start of the episode is that Brew has used that call of no one's being eliminated this time so it's kind of like someone got a get out of jail free card whereas if Aquarius in the bottom lip syncing for her life will she get that second chance like Eureka and Cameron got for me I felt that the top six that we had were probably the strongest uh, group of people that we've been reduced down to you know like I don't think we would have done this at the top seven the top eight Mm -hmm. so at six it was kind of that point where anyone is still in this with a chance to win. And so I think across the board it felt right that you would keep those same six people for a second week. Um, But I think as well, like, who it came down to, Eureka, I feel like, is a a front-runner that Rue doesn't want to let go of. And Cameron had won the previous week, so it felt like it would be difficult to send home either of them. Mm. And I don't know, I guess, like, for this episode, Monet hasn't won anything yet it's kind of just been coasting or so they say to this point so i don't know i, I didn't really i don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if i agree with you on that the top six are the like strongest group of people i still feel like cameron michaels is just there and like i know that he won mm-hmm. um and i remember look i can't remember exactly what he did but i remember in the lip sync last week being like oh eureka you better work because cameron mm-hmm. is is you know, doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, but let's just say he doesn't use the the double elimination last week, mm-hmm. and the other bottom two are in a lip sync this week. So like Monet versus Eureka, I think I right. I think I verge on the side of like yeah, the double should have the safe should have been kept for this week. Right. The I think the group top five was very strong, but okay. now with Monet, it still feels like the top four is very strong, and Cameron is still there. Yeah. Okay. And, like, Cameron's great at lip-syncing mm-hmm. um, and always looks lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I'm sure is the goal, to look lovely. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not sure whether or not... I, I don't think Cameron Michaels can win. Okay. Whereas Monet could have won. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like Monet was sort of as much in the running, mm-hmm. just based on, like, how the season's gone so far. It's weird, because just looking at, um, you know, the... The progression here, well, week to week, Monet was safe the first week in the top uh, group in the second week, safe the third week, bottom two two weeks in a row, and then four straight weeks uh, on the top, uh, and then eliminated yeah. this week. So, I mean, it is hit and miss, I guess. Uh, just looking through the other mm-hmm. ones, I don't know if there's that many other... I mean, Cameron's the only other one who's really been in the bottom two multiple times that's left, but multiple times is still only twice. I mean, I almost thought in this episode, it, it was understandable how Monet was in the bottom grouping, mm-hmm. but if it was based just on the challenge, I think that Cameron was much weaker than Monet. At least that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cameron's... Yeah, like the the look that they did was very basic. I think the problem with Monet's is that with this one, when they do the makeover challenge... They always highlight family resemblance as that is essential that they have to be representing. And so I guess that's why 
Monet ends up in the bottom from this one. I mean, I feel like Monet and Aquaria should be swapped. Aquaria should be in the bottom. Monet yeah. should be third from the bottom, therefore safe. Um, I agree, actually. I was surprised that it was Monet. And if we had Aquaria versus Cameron, I don't know how Aquaria is with lip syncing, but I feel like they wouldn't be sending Aquaria home. Mm. So it probably would have ended up being Cameron with that combination. But for Monet being her third time in the bottom, it's, you know, she's got a harder, harder place to fight from with that. Who was paired up with uh, Aquaria again this week? Uh, Aquaria was... Kingsley. With, yeah, Kingsley or... Uh, Capricia Corn. See, the, the name alone, <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, the other ones kind of make sense. You know, Monet uh, and uh, Short Change, like, I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Colin, there's no T. It's Short oh, yeah, Change. Short Change, yeah. Uh, Miss Cracker and Miss Cookie, like, that was hilarious. But how do you even come yeah. up with Aquaria and Capricia Corn? Like, I get the whole Capricia Corn, like Capricorn, but, like, it just doesn't sound like it fits together. And, I mean, neither of those two pairings really came across like they were, like, a family resemblance in any way. But I think between the two of them, Monet and Shortchange uh, definitely seemed like they were having a lot more fun, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the name took me a moment to figure it out. <laughs> Capricia Corn. I was like, what? what's her name got to do with corn? Why is she introducing corn? Um, I reckon Capricia would have been yeah. a better name to go with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm assuming that Kingsley is a Capricorn, and that's why we have that, because Aquaria is an Aquarius. Aquarian? Aquarian. I don't know. Aquarian. What is it? Star signs aren't my thing. (laughs) I'm trying to come up with, like, other names that just, like, wouldn't make sense just by, like, like, I came up with Sagittarius. No. No, I, I don't like that Sagittaria. one more. Yeah, yeah Sagittarius. That's a good grandma drag queen for you. <laughs> yeah. Is this a challenge that's been done before? What's that? The the whole family resemblance thing, or I guess that or bringing in guests that you're making over for the first time? It is, yeah. So every season they'll do one where they're making over people that don't do drag. So in the past it's been... Uh, like war veterans, it's been the production crew, so like the cameramen of RuPaul's Drag Race have done it. Um, you've had female wrestlers have done it. Um, yeah, it's been a bunch of like different people come in that are getting the makeover. It's a fun challenge. There's often people who like do really terribly in it. So I thought across the board, this was actually one of the better ones where no one really did a terrible job, I don't think. Yeah, I felt, I felt like all of the stars were being very coy with their experience of wearing heels. Yeah. They're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Watch me walk. <laughs> and then just like nailed it across the, across the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Highlight for me was definitely uh, when we had the Miss Cookie reveal. <laughs> And where we're, we're set up with, like, she's going to be the one that doesn't really mm-hmm. uh, deliver. And then when she turns to face camera, we're like, oh, wow, she is beautiful. <laughs> no, that was my favorite pairing, too. And it was more because of Miss Cookie than it was even Cracker. Uh, and was this one of the two straight uh, guests they had? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm just clicking on this guy here, Chester C. That, that's right, right? Yeah. Okay. So he was in the Rock of Ages. So he's like, I guess, a Broadway star or something like that. But I mean, I didn't really know any of these people other than like Tyler Oakley because he was on The Amazing Race, and then uh, you know Frankie Grande. I've seen 
like on commercials for Big Brother. <laughs> I haven't really watched Big yeah. Brother, but I was familiar with them. Like, did, did either of you know any of these other YouTube stars or whatever they are? No, no, I'm I'm the same. Frankie Grande and Tyler Oakley were the only ones that I knew, and I only knew Tyler. Um, is there also a big deal that there are contestants that are straight in this because? I would think, especially if this is a challenge that's been done before, like you said, they're using, you know, uh, cameramen and stuff like that. That sounds like a really fun idea. Let's just take crew members from the back. <laughs> that's what I want to see. But yeah. you had the two that um, had the, the the straight ones, and one really embraced it, and the other one, I mean, uh, Cameron's, I guess, there was the apprehension. That was the whole apprehension around straight men or whatever, that I don't know if Cameron yeah. really connected enough with her partner in any way but i would think if this is a challenge that's been around before that this would be kind of a common thing and it, again it shouldn't be that big of a deal yeah like it has it has been straight men in the past um sometimes the makeover challenge like has been gay men as well i guess with this one it just like that wasn't a factor and we were just getting the the youtube kings mm. to transform but yeah certainly like i guess for some you know, that's not going to concern them as much. Cameron seemed very awkward sitting there with, uh, with Anthony and it, it just sort of felt uncomfortable, even the reaction to like, Oh, you're hetero. And then it's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> she kind of like body language changed, mm -hmm. um, which was, which was interesting. And obviously that comes from a place somewhere that she's struggled before, uh, like with hetero men, but I don't know. It's obviously you can't put everyone of one sexuality in the same bag. Uh, so, um, definitely something that she needs to, uh, I don't know, try and move on from. I mean, they asked Chester if he's seen the show before, and he's like, "I've heard of it," which becomes evident when you, <laughs> if you, if you go, if you go back and you watch Chester walk into the workroom, he's clearly never seen it before, and he's like, "Wow, yeah, this place is amazing." He looks like a little kid in Disneyland. He's like, "This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and then yeah, obviously Miss Cracker is. Uh, more comfortable when she gets paired with Chester, um, you know, and just make some banter around it. Like, oh, so you're a hetero? Don't worry, don't worry. We accept your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> the and it's pretty standard to get the the classic like straight man reaction to the um, reference to tucking. Oh yeah, well the, the duct tape thing. Like, <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around that too. <laughs> <laughs> and Frankie having the the uh, extraordinarily large balls too, <laughs> like that was kind of. <gasps> I know when, when we saw this, I was like, "Why are we being shown like a close up of like Frankie's balls yeah. right now?" <laughs> I mean, Frankie's the true winner of this episode, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and also, like, let's just give props for, for the names. Like, we had uh, Cracker and Cookie and everything. Eureka and Eufrika, like that's amazing. That was good. Yeah. What about the, um, or you're going to say something? I, I love the comment of, Eureka picked the one who was already in drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. The other challenge they did, is this something they've done before where they have to dress up like the, the butch men, as they refer to it? Uh, um, I've never seen it before, I don't think. Uh, I don't, I, I feel like it has been done before. I can't think of when it was. Um, uh, we saw in a recent season where they had to do half drag, mm -hmm. um, which was pretty fun, where they like made up one half of them as male and the other half as female. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, this this was fun. I think like getting them to be really butch because mm-hmm. that's a complete contrast to what they normally do, and it fits with what they're about to do later in the episode um, by transforming transforming men who don't usually yeah. dress up as women. It's like okay, can you transform yourself the other way? Eureka is so good in this. <laughs> like it's so uh, I don't know for lack of a better word like. Like creepy, not creepy, like cringy. Like it's, yeah. um, but she's so, so, so good. I didn't think Eureka would be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and Monet's is also a highlight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked Monet's. Monet was like a really bad truck driver, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. The, the one that really just didn't even try at all, like, and this is where it's hard for me because I have hard enough time, you know, telling them apart once they're in drag, and now you put them in men's drag or whatever you want to call this butch drag it's even harder now it's a completely different look uh who is the one that has i'm looking at a picture right now that had kind of a cowboy hat a ripped up wife beater uh and jeans (laughs) that's a query oh query yeah Yeah. that there was no effort put into that at all (laughs) well i mean aquaria had um a bit of a tougher challenge than some of the other men in that she is very skinny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I think Aquaria went for the gimmick of like, like I have pink eye, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a gimmick that people usually go for. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a weird gimmick to go for, but yeah, like I think everything revolved kind of around the fact that, uh, I don't know, she yeah. she was a straight man using air commas. But, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's funny seeing them struggle with certain elements of it, like trying to get Asia to make her voice deeper. Oh, yeah. And Rue's just like, is that, <laughs> he's like, is that, is that the best you can do? <laughs> and he's just like, am I not doing it? <laughs> Lick your lips like LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Manet as well, like sort of popping her hip out. <laughs> and Rue's yeah. like, you're doing that. You gotta let's, stop it. Let's popping. Oh, okay. Pop. pop. <laughs> can't help it it's ingrained but yeah i like this one for our mini challenges this this one's definitely lots of fun and the winner of it actually gets an advantage going forward as well i love that on the show miss Fangie has stayed the entire time but i also love that on this show they're like don't worry colin there won't be a mini challenge next week no. has also stayed every single episode <laughs> we've had a mini challenge yeah the episodes are all like still 90 minutes, too. And again, because I've only been on, uh, I think, four episodes out of the 10 so far, I haven't really heard what your guys' feelings are on this 90 minutes being a permanent thing. Because when Rossi and I were doing All-Stars, it was pretty much every single week when they did the 90-minute episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, this episode could have been half an hour shorter. Uh, but I, I, in a way, I find that it's like they're filling the air well. But all of the scenes of just people talking and prepping and all that, they all seem to go just a little bit. Like, it feels like a director's cut that doesn't need to be a director's cut. But what are your feelings on it? This was the first episode where I was like, this is, like, this is filling in the gaps here. Um, Like, they kind of do a once around the room. And then RuPaul comes in and they do another once around the room. And it's, like, just as comprehensive (laughs) as the first time. And a lot of the time, it's just RuPaul being a bit freaky deaky, like, <laughs> and the way that he speaks. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if this is what RuPaul's always like, and they just have to edit it out. And then this episode, they didn't have to because they needed to fill the time. But I feel like RuPaul was having a great time in this episode. Yeah. He was having a. <laughs> I imagine that's what Ru's like every single time. 
and they just edit a lot of it out. I wonder as well, like, because, you know, we've got the YouTube kings, so is it, you know, getting that banter? I mean, Rue is all about cross-promotion. So having these social media influences on the show, you have to milk that as much as you can. So I guess getting to chat with them, making sure we see a lot more of that conversation, their fans are going to be on board with that, and that's what their fans want. So, yeah, this this one definitely felt like a lot of time spent in the workroom, but I guess the challenge lent its way to that because usually we go, we cut to a rehearsal, uh, which we don't need in this one. Our mm-hmm. rehearsal is in the workroom, still just like trying on heels and having a, <laughs> a catwalk off with each other. I mean, this is a brilliant challenge marketing-wise, right? Because they know that the stars will share everything, so mm-hmm. they know that like millions upon millions of people will see it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not missed by RuPaul. <laughs> the other one, though, the because uh, they had, well, I guess they're when they come out and they show their looks or whatever. But then the video they had to do the RuTube video. That was the other part that I'm just like, this is so much filler. Because you know? <laughs> they're really yeah. not doing anything. They're not doing anything different than they were on stage. And every once in a while, you'd hear just like a kind of forced laugh from one of the judges. Like, ha, 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 look at that. And like it really had yeah. no uh, relevance at all on the final judgments either. Yeah, it was no. really just, yeah, it was filler. I mean, what they often throw at them... At, in the workroom, so after Rue does the once around, and then we'll say, oh, one more thing. And in this case, it's like, make a home video, which makes sense because we've got YouTube stars. Mm. And so that's fitting. And, you know, they'll always try to do something different so it's not too repetitive. But normally it would be a case of you also need to choreograph something for on the stage. And so instead, we then get that rehearsal time where they're trying to do some choreography uh, with their person that they're making over and that sort of sets us up for the runway mm. so we're missing that this time well good because now we have one less person which means more filler next week <laughs> well not next week because we're taking two week out but yeah yeah that's it um with regards to uh like family resemblance mm. i think i've cracked the code like it's actually really easy just mm. wear the same wig yeah, <laughs> like, same week, same week, same clothes. Yeah, like I, I call bullshit on the family resemblance, family resemblance part of this challenge. Like Monet and Tyler Oakley, uh-huh. like looked family enough. When Michelle is like, there is zero resemblance. That is like that is wrong. Yeah, like yeah. and all the ones where they're like, oh my god, you guys look so alike. It's uh-huh. Asia and whatever the guy's name was wearing the same wig. <laughs> Eureka and Eureka wearing the same wig. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's actually that hard. It feels like the people who are like, I don't know, a little bit more abstract with it or a little bit more creative with it mm-hmm. are the ones who are penalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Cameron and Kelly or Anthony, they, like, if you look at them, it's like, okay, you could pass as sisters, I guess. Mm. But, yeah, I guess, like, from far back looking at them on a stage, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, is this, you know do you go out with your sister dressed like that? Or, you know, one is blonde, one has really dark hair. So, mm. you know, it, you don't look at them and see them as a pair. You know, it's, it's, I guess they're going more for, like, twinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, if you, from a distance, saw Monet and Tyler Oakley, like, you mm-hmm. would think, like, oh, those two are a pair. 
Yeah, they definitely go together. But I see what they were saying, that it kind of looks like co-workers where you're like, <laughs> you know, grabbing Stacy to go out to the gay bar <laughs> for the first time. I mean, that was actually pretty perfect. Yeah. But I, I still, like, call bullshit on, like, 0%. And in which case, like, what do they actually want? Because they had the same kind of, like, hairstyle, yeah. same clothes-ish. Mm-hmm. So unless you want people to dress exactly the same like Asia did and yeah. um, Eureka did, in which case, just say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, your job is to make them look exactly like you. Yeah. All right, so should we go through, like, each of those combinations? Yeah, because I'm looking at the picture, but as you guys are talking back and forth, I'm like, and which one was Asia and uh, where is Tyler here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one's on the runway. We have Asia and America, O'Hara. Oh. Uh, and they have the matching hair, matching sequin jackets. The very big, bold jackets. You know what? You hated the jacket. The judges loved it. Mm. I I thought that that was the only thing that looked similar between them. Um, like the, the interesting thing with them is that uh, even their hair colors were different. Like the wigs were very similar, but the hair colors <laughs> were different. Like just a slightly yeah. different shade. Uh, I didn't dislike it at all. I, I think because they're the first ones to come out, maybe I was like, oh, yeah, they look like they could be sisters or whatever. But then as it progresses and you look back on it, you're like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very clear they were just sort of the safe ones here. Yeah, I agree. I think really the jacket it saved them because mm-hmm. <laughs> the judges loved the jacket and seeing two of them, it's like, oh, wow, look at them dressed the same. I love that jacket. I love that the jacket. The jacket can stay. Therefore, <laughs> you have to stay. Yeah. Also, Asia wins, so, you know, she has to be safe. Mm. Uh, Eureka and Eufrika. I mean, this was clever, I think, with the... I, don't, I can't remember what she calls it, like her big hair. The loaf top. Loaf top? Yeah. And yeah. so Eufrika has a mini loaf. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's kind of cool. It's like the... You know, like Eureka is the fully evolved version. Yeah, it's like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, they just had, like, shiny black dresses. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, also, they they got a little bit of criticism, didn't they, for kind of acting over each... Well, not criticism, but it was pointed out that they're not necessarily acting over each other, but they're, like, the two biggest personalities. So the fact that they didn't just go out there and, uh, you know, completely try to upstage each other, that they did... They, they kind of walk similar, they incorporated their act, like, everything they did, they seemed to be doing it together... Maybe they got more credit for that just because of the type of personalities they were, and it was unexpected that they would have meshed this well together. Yeah, I think a lot of it does fall on like the confidence of the person that they've made over. They seem to focus on this a lot as well. Like, yeah, like did they have fun, and like was it, you know, like comfortable to watch? I suppose. And that's this is why Miss Cracker wins. And it's like yeah. you said, Colin, like, Miss Cookie wins. Yeah. She is exactly. hilarious. Yeah. She's so funny. Like, when she sees herself in the mirror and she's like, oh, I am beautiful. <laughs> but, like, everything about it where she just, like, I don't know, I don't know, dropped something and had to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, it was it was brilliant. And you could tell that she was having a really good time with it. And that she's probably done it many times since she's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that part was definitely a highlight. It's like, oh, she's going to have to pick it up. <laughs> and just how quickly she snaps to the ground. <laughs> I'll suffer the judges. Um, well, I guess since we're talking about them, Cracker and Miss Cookie. So, oh, you know, a very simple, like, 
pink outfits, blonde hair, going, uh, yeah, like, I can't remember how Cracker described it, but, like, the slutty, dirty daughter or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a- yeah, I guess aesthetic, it's really obvious straight away. They're both, you know, they're dressed as the Barbies. Yeah. The, the thing that was fun about them is that they didn't go so literal like Eureka and Eureka, where it was like, you know, Eureka and mini Eureka. Uh, mm-hmm. And they didn't go so far away like Cameron and Kelly, where it's like, oh, yeah, you could be like realistic sisters. But at first glance, like unless you tell them, hey, we're sisters, you're not going to get it. With them, yeah. they had the little things like the, the, the blonde hair they had was exactly the same. But then you have the big lion mane pink lion mane or, or flower wreath or whatever you want to call it and their their yeah. outfits are completely different one kind of has the skirt and one just has sort of like a, a bathing suit but it's the exact same material it's the exact same color like everything matches on them even though at first glance they're not dressed or looking anything alike it would be like real sisters are like oh well i look like my sister <laughs> but i have my own individual style yeah totally yeah i think you're right that's that's exactly what they they did do well, and yeah, something as bold as that, like flower wreath around her face. You know, like if they had both worn that, it would have been a bit odd, mm. like a bit forced um, and literal, as you said. Um, two people who tried to do the, uh, like, have this aesthetic, Aquaria and Capricia Corn, and they kind of missed the mark with it. You know, they've gone for, like, we've got our separate styles as the queen and the princess. Mm. But they just, as um, Michelle pointed out, they just look like they came from two separate stories. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get that either. It's kind of like if you have to tell a joke, if you have to explain why a joke's funny, it's not a joke. Mm. If you have to, like, explain your story yeah. when you're not meant to, then... When it's meant to be visual. Yeah, then it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they both were wearing outfits that had red in them. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of looked lazy too. Like I'm not one that's really big on the whole, you know, design of the outfits, but this looked like something that could have sort of been put together at the last minute. Yeah, it looked like Aquaria had these two outfits in her wardrobe that she hadn't used mm-hmm. and was like, "Well, this one's, you know, red and white. This one's red and white, so you take one, I'll take the other." When they're not actually designed for the same runway. Mm-hmm. Mm. And who's last? Uh, I've still got two. So oh. Monet and short change. Oh yeah, short change. Um, yeah. So green sparkly showgirl dresses, big hair, glasses. Judges loved the Monet didn't have a pussycat wig. <laughs> Ironic that she goes home when <laughs> yeah. she doesn't wear it. Uh, I'm kind of upset that they're even considered in the bottom. Like it's definitely not the top. And I get the whole um, complaint about they look more like work friends or. You know, two people who just dress and look alike, like they're they're best friends or something like that, or or work colleagues. But I feel like what cost them was the red hair and the dark hair, because obviously you're. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you're at a disadvantage because the other teams weren't judged, you know, based on this. But when you have one who's white, one who's black. You know, you're going to have to work a little harder to make it believable your sisters. And when you have two completely different color hairs, like it was the red hair that didn't work at all. Because if you actually look at them, like their dresses are different enough, but the similar enough that you could get that they're one pair. The styles are, I like Mm. that they did something different, like the big 80s hair, the glasses and all that. 
But it was just little things that made them not look enough like they're related in any way. But I thought the concept was funny, and I liked that they looked they they went out there to look tacky and look dated too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a shame because I like I enjoyed watching them mm-hmm. on the wrong way. I thought they both looked great. But... Yeah, Tyler Oakley looked fantastic. Yeah, uh, I I agree, robbed. <laughs> Rob. Yeah, and like when they were talking about this pussycat wig thing as well, like. Also in this challenge, when they do the family resemblance, the makeover challenge, they really, like, they've already got an idea of who these queens are and what their aesthetic is. So they're really looking for that in the person they're making over. Mm. So to come away from what you're known for, I don't think is the best move here. So Monet was in a tricky place there where the judges don't want to see the pussycat wig, but that's what she's known for. I mean, Eureka's wearing her loaf for, like, the fifth time. They're fine with that. Yeah, because they want Eureka to win. <laughs> uh, we have Cameron and Kelly. Matt Besties, the Disco Sisters, Metallic Outfits. Uh, just just too plain for me at this point in the competition. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, like I just... I didn't really like what Cameron did with it. I didn't feel like the... I don't even know his name, sorry. I didn't feel like he was that confident. Mm -hmm. I didn't really like the concept. Yeah. I feel like they should have probably gone home. I think I would have liked it more if they hadn't gone for Glenn and maybe gone a bit more like the like wrestler chick kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, similar to Cam's look when she was playing China in Snatch Game. You know, go... Like, really go for the muscle queen side of it. I don't know. I don't know how muscly Anthony was, but... <laughs> mm. Yeah, I thought it was... I mean, I thought it was interesting when Cameron was like, my aesthetic is feminine, girly, as many <laughs> things as possible. I was like, girl, you are like the muscliest queen here. Yeah. yeah. Also, like I yeah, said I earlier them. with them, um, you know, they look like they could be literal sisters in that if you meet people like this, and they even brought up in the judging where, oh yeah, they have different color hair, but they're sisters, but if if you're not sitting down and telling somebody that, you're not going to get it just by looking at the two of them. And also, I, I think that they maybe could have gone bigger with the whole 70s disco thing. Like, when you look at what Monet and, and mm-hmm. uh, Tyler did, they went, like, very 80s. And yeah. maybe it would have mm-hmm. helped a little more to embrace the gimmick more of being, like, full-fledged, disgusting, tacky disco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just. just <laughs> what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it the the afros? Yeah, just like throwing a disco ball between them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If their earrings had been like glitter balls or something like that. Yeah. Because right. even the, the, like the yeah. fact that they said, okay, you have the different hair colors or whatever. That's one thing. But you've also got yep. the different outfit colors, and then you've also got the different earring covers. Like they were going out of their way to to make almost like um, like I don't know alternate mm. universe. Like this is the light, this is mm. the dark. They're they're you know, two very similar types of styles, but they're supposed to be two completely different people in every way. Yeah, I feel like this works if you were portraying uh, like a queen kind of thing, kind of thinking Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. and you have the like the good witch and the bad yeah. witch. Like if you kind of have that aesthetic 
where you can see that like oh they look the same but it's almost like you've got the good and the evil version like that's a storyline that you can sell and yeah. you don't have to be matching in color yeah that's a cool concept yeah like someone should try and do that season yeah. 11 listen yeah listen up season 11 <laughs> queens I look forward to season 11, the makeover challenge, when they have podcasters of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, <laughs> Colin. Oh, my God. Please be on <laughs> it. Oh, I'll be on it. <laughs> oh. oh, so good. So the lip sync, too. Um, oh, you're groaning. You didn't like the lip sync? Oh, look. There was just... It was only because Monet's dress kept writing up the whole time. Oh, I, was I like, didn't oh notice. God, please. You didn't notice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, you weren't looking at your TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, what were you going to say, Colin? Well, I was just going to ask what you guys thought of the lip sync, but uh, obviously there was something I missed here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cameron Michaels straight away is into it, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, she is she is good at this. Yeah. Um, and... We also know that Monet is very good at it, and Monet usually brings like a gimmick yeah. or or a moment to her lip syncs. And I feel like you know, of the three moments that she's brought, running down the drag, running down the runway, and hitting the light, yep. um, it's probably the weakest. But like there it was. Um, but just I don't think she was prepared to lip sync in that dress. Mm. No, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And like Colin, you have to go back and watch this. <laughs> Well, now that I'm looking at the dress and hearing you say this, I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. 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 Like, that dress becomes a t-shirt very quick. Until the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it ain't cute. Uh, yeah, and I feel like these are the kind of things where, you know, if you play up to it, it can be funny, but the mm. song didn't really lend itself yeah. to it. And... I'm not even sure Monet was aware that it was happening. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, the kicking of the, the light and breaking that, like, Rue's <laughs> face is kind of like, oh, it's a bit messy, actually. Yeah. You know, when Monet does the little gag to sort of walk off stage, like, at the back, mm. behind the curtain, you know, it, mm. this could be funny, but it was just kind of random, mm. and it didn't land. So I think mm. the combination of, like, oh, you've gone off stage, that's weird. Oh, okay, you're doing a run, slide into the splits. Oh, okay, that could be cool, except now your dress is ridden all the way up, and we're just getting, like, you know, a lot of, yeah, I don't know, panties happening there, and you've broken a light, and it was just kind of, like, looking a bit sloppy, whereas Cameron, to start to finish, was polished. It may not have been that exciting, but she was polished the whole lip sync. Uh, like this, this is good energy as well. The second that Cameron did that backflip, though, I'm like, okay, this is over. <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen season nine, Colin? No, I, I haven't. Okay. Do you know about Valentina, who tried to do a lip sync with a mask on her face? No idea. Okay. RuPaul called it. I kind of like thought that this is like a comparable moment where Ru's like, uh, "Monet, this is a lip sync. You have to be on the stage." And Monet's <laughs> like, um, "I prefer to be backstage, actually." <laughs> it was a nice attempt to recover too, but I, I agree that. If you're going to do something like that, like you're making this whole story out of it and you're doing very interpretive, at least make it funny. But yeah. I mean, it was a, I'm not, I don't know if you call it product placement. It was a song placement 
episode here we're gonna have our judge showcase their song on the this week so there probably would have been better songs for Monet I'm kind of sad though that it came down to this because I think all of us sort of if you added up our preseason predictions I don't even remember what they all were but I'm pretty sure we all had Monet like in the top two or three I think we all originally had Monet as the winner Mm -hmm. and then we like I I know at least between me and Kyle we realized that we had the same winner and we changed direction to to avoid that and I think you guys had had a very similar situation as well. So yeah, it is it is disappointing. Yeah. And like right from the beginning, you know, the comparisons were there with Bob the Drag Queen who won season nine? Eight. Eight. And you know, so like where I sort of steered away from Monet is I thought they kind of fill the same niche and so I don't think we'd have that queen win again. Mm. Um, you know, and it was a very similar storyline of, you know, Bob the Drag Queen and Monet both were good in acting challenges, although Monet had some slip-ups. Bob never really messed up when it was time to shine. Um, but then on the runway, not so great, not a, a very polished aesthetic. Um, so Bob sort of got away with it. Monet wasn't getting the same whole bus with this one. Um, yeah, and just to, like... <laughs> perpetuate that further um, as soon as Monet was eliminated she released her music video um, and her song which was Soak It Up featuring a sponge bar. <laughs> uh, and it also featured Bob the Drag Queen so it really just drove that comparison home and there's four episodes left uh, if I'm right about this but there's five mm-hmm. people left and um I'm assuming it's normal to do like a final three or a final four. So how does this elimination work? Is somebody supposed to come back after this? It'll be um, one of those will be a like reunion show. Mm. Um, So I think they do that pre finale. Yeah. So the penultimate episode will be all the Queens back and they kind of have like a debrief on the season but I don't know if that can fill a 90-minute time slot. I don't know. I guess it's going to be a lot of Angie. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, we could just have Angie walk backwards for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is definitely a highlight of this episode as well. RuPaul yeah. cracking up before she gets <laughs> yeah. to the Angie gig. <laughs> when she just starts laughing, we're like, what's going on? Michelle's like, don't you do it, Miss Angie. <laughs> Rue obviously told Michelle beforehand that she was going to do that. <laughs> and then it's like when you go to tell a funny joke and you can't get it out because you're cracking up too much at what your what the gag is. Um, yeah, so they they did a final four last year. Usually, it's a final three. Yeah. Um, at this rate, it must be a final three, surely. Because there's at least well, two there's... more before that pre-finale. Yeah, reunion. we've got to go like five to four, four to three reunion finale yeah I mean potentially we saw this like uh, RuPaul can save people twice again Mm. um, because we're going to have another non-elimination well actually yeah this is what happened in the last season there was a non-elimination already and then at final four when we're meant to go down to three she said you're all going to the finale Yeah, and there's going to be four people in the finale so yeah it could happen do we want to do so like really, um, uh, a late in the season rework your winner's pick since all of us are pretty much out at this point? Like of the five left, well, how would you rank the five? 
I think we're probably going to say goodbye to Cameron next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, like she's been in the bottom the last two weeks. It's the kind of thing where at this point in the game, like, you, you know, she is very good, but it's just not the bit extra that they want for someone that they're going to give the crown to. And considering the Crackers now had her first win, um, the other three have all had two wins each. So if if anyone's fourth, it's probably going to be Cracker. Mm. Um, if we're getting rid of someone beforehand, and I'm sticking with Asia for the win in the finale. I'm going to say Eureka's one, mm-hmm. Asia two, Miss Cracker three, Aquaria four, Cameron five. Ooh, gone with the upset. Aquaria out of four. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I think Cracker's a little bit more developed. Maybe. Okay. I think it's going to be Eureka one. Asia 2, Cracker 3, Aquaria 4, Cameron 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who was Rossi's winner pick? Monet. Monet, right. Is that that why he's not here this week? Yeah. (laughs) He's taking it hard. He is upset. (laughs) He thought he had this one in the bag. (laughs) I mean, we we should also uh, mention that my... Full winner's pick was uh, Calorie Kardashian. So, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Maya would have, my winner pick was almost Miss Vanjie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Golden. Um, I don't know if you have the uh, like the points kind of system that we do, Colin. I don't have a copy of it. I have no clue. Uh, and yeah. Rossi didn't leave us with us, so he'll. Update us next week. I'm pretty sure I'm dead last, though. Uh, what was it last week? <laughs> uh, not sure, actually. It's all pretty close, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. It's, You'll probably think... win, Kyle, because you win everything. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll win. <laughs> my my winner pick won on Survivor just recently, so I'm feeling pretty good about my intuition for this year. Mm. And does the show come back like in January or do they do two seasons a year? Uh, it's one a year. Or I think, yeah, they'll do another All-Stars, I think. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like All-Stars is kind of like, will it happen? Won't it happen? No one's really sure. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much the seasons are once a year. Okay. Um, do we want to bin it, rent it? That's a great suggestion, and I would have forgotten that had you not said it. <laughs> I'll I'll just say I'm gonna rent this one because I liked the the two challenges tying in together, and I thought both challenges were good. A little too much filler though, and I'm not terribly happy with how the the final judgment went, but it was still decent enough, so I'd rent it. Yeah, I agree with you. I was gonna say everything Colin just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Good challenges, too much filler. Uh, it's fun having the YouTube stars on the show as well. They're good personalities to have. If you're going to fill time, you've got good personalities to fill it with. Hmm. All right. I think that's it for the episode. I think so. We, we did we we all good without Rossi. We did. Yeah, yeah. Who needs him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just said that. He's going to listen to that and cut you from <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> Which is fine because I get top three. <laughs> yeah. well, everyone deserves a break and I guess RuPaul decided that they were having a break next week <laughs> so no, no RuPaul's Drag Race next week is it not on next do week? 
No. 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 I don't know why. And then back... Oh, so... Yeah, so the show's basically going to run all the way through to the end of the month then. Yeah. Yeah, well, so we'll miss a week and then we'll have the last four. And maybe on All-Stars we'll get, like, Capricia Corn or something. (laughs) (laughs) It would be amazing if they brought back a bunch of the best makeovers. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very entertaining. Colin, go and YouTube Wintergreen, RuPaul's Drag Race. Wintergreen. Wintergreen. You'll yep. love it. You won't regret it. We'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave the podcast on that. <laughs> yeah. In two weeks, I'll give my commentary on whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. So that's right. it without Rossi. So uh, pat on the back for all of us. And uh, we rented this episode, but I'm pretty sure that this podcast is a buy it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be Rossi's recommendation. Uh, Survivor's yeah. done. So are, are you guys doing anything uh, for the... Australian or New Zealand's, you probably have Survivor year-round with the amount of shows that go around. Yeah, that's exactly right. At the moment, we've got New Zealand Survivor, which is still running. Um, so we're doing the recaps on that each week and then the exit interviews as well, which we're about to do one just after this podcast. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so they, they've all been really great. So go check that out. Two Boys Talk Survivor. On all things social media. Mm. And cool, all right. Outside of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, we uh, don't really have any other TV for a while, but there are the movie things. We got uh, the Jurassic Park movies are being covered right now between me and Ben. Those will go once a week. And then uh, we just put up our review of Solo, the new uh, Star Wars movie, and uh, lots of other mini episodes throughout there with Nip Tuck and Third Watch and all the other things. So there'll still be some content. We have some fun ideas for the summer too, so... Uh, lots of stuff to, still going around. And more Rossi to come. I could see the jealousy in Brian's eyes when you mentioned talking about Jurassic Park. I'm also doing a rewatch of Jurassic Park with my friends and in uh, lead up to the new movie. So I will definitely be listening to those podcasts. Yeah, you better set some time aside for it because Jurassic Park 1's over five hours and we just did Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> which will go up this weekend, and we talked for over three hours on it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> five hours? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I'll clear my schedule for the week then. (laughs) Shift some things aside. Yeah. All righty. Cool. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.